0: 10.50 a.m., world's best country music. Folks, reports are coming out that Old Yeller has got his tractor backed up once again on Laneway 44. If you're going out that way, please have a chain and be able to give this man some help. I swear, it is every week with this guy. Back to the music, we got a song by the name of Hell's Canyon, sung by a trio, the Lost Dog Street Band. And these folks can really play it. I was fortunate enough to see them at the Orange Peel in Asheville, North Carolina. And let me tell you, they brought that house down. They like to beat them strings, that fiddle, and it's that cello, baby. Giving a little bit of that rhythm, tying it all together. Enjoy this one. Enjoy your evening. Stay with me for the hits all night long. ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the big show don't you know it's the project it's your host hopsy go giggity baby boy reporting live and on location from edmonton alberta canada just blocks away from the alberta legislature building if that what I called we're not 100 sure we're at the double tree off jasper avenue reporting live on location, looking for answers to the things that people need to hear. The uncomfortable truths we unknowingly need to seek. Do you understand me? Not yet. You will soon. Buckle in, strap up. It's episode 70-something, folks, and I'm happy to have you here as always. Yep, we're up in Edmonton here right now. I like Edmonton. You know, I love that there is a little bit of a rivalry between the cities, Calgary and Edmonton. There's a little bit of that beef. You know, the two, you know, big cities in this province. There's a little bit of a rivalry. I like that. I don't think as many people in Calgary are aware of the rivalry. I feel like there's a little bit more awareness of what's going on in Calgary from people up in Edmonton. But that I could be wrong. I really don't know. It's a good city though. The downtown area is nice. It's where I like to stay when I have to come up here. It's the downtown is just a little bit it's a little bit quieter than Calgary. Can be a little scarier, but it's uh it's just a little bit quieter. It's easier to I don't know. It's easier to get around. It's not as spread out as Calgary's. And yeah, it's not a bad spot. It's not a bad spot. I was able to go to my first Oilers game last night at Rogers Place, what a venue. What a venue. I believe uh, sixteen, seventeen was the first year that they played there. That place is unreal, and I'd been to Rexall, fortunate enough to play skate there a couple times. Like it was, it was a great rink. It was an NHL barn, but this Rogers place is uh, it might be the best NHL rink I've been in, and I've been in quite a few now. But it's obviously it's one of the newest ones I've been in, and oh, it's really nice. One thing I don't like, it's like. At, I don't understand why the concourses of all of these newer stadiums have to be so bright. I'm not asking them to be as dark as the Saddle Dome. The Saddle Dome is like, it's just concrete. Like you can just see where they took the forms off. They've peeled the plywood off. They didn't even slap a coat of paint on most of the interior of the Saddle Dome. It's just a concrete... Dome. Saddle. Dome. I was very naive as a child only having really experienced NHL games at my childhood local NHL team arena, Calgary Flames, playing at the Pengrowth Saddle Dome back in the day. And I thought that place was the best. And when talks started circulating about having to get rid of it, I was like, no, nostalgia just taking over. But it's, uh, it's kind of got to go. I'm glad that there's there's plans to get a new one going. Who knows how long that'll take. Hopefully not too long. Because they do need a new rink. But it's fascinating to me because the Saddle Dome, you know, it was made for the Olympics in 88. I think it was opened in like 86, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, that's 40 some years ago almost now, 38, 40 years ago, if I'm not an idiot with my math. So that doesn't seem that long, you know? There's places like, um I don't know, Montreal Forum, I don't know, all these like the Joe Louis Arena. Baseball stadiums like Fenway Park, I get it. They don't have to have like a, a, like a rink in there and different infrastructure. I don't know. Hard to compare baseball stadium with some of the old ones. But the Saddle Dome is just not cutting it anymore. It's not up to snuff. It's not creating that atmosphere. But, you know, all of these ones, like back to Rogers Place, it's, it's very bright. Rogers Arena in Vancouver, where the Canucks play, very bright in there as well. Everything's white. But I wonder if it would be like I don't know if it was dark in there, would you just go to sleep? I don't know, I don't know. But the uh, Edmonton's rink, the Rogers Place, it's it's kind of a different setup that I'd never like seen before. Like they have their lower bowl, which is like very you know standard size for a lower NHL arena capacity of a lower bowl, and then they have their suites. They have like two or three levels of suites, and then they just have a huge second deck that is massive. And it just goes all the way up to, you know, I imagine it's the same height as most arenas. Like, I don't know, I'm not sure what the exact capacity is in that place. But, you know, they're all around 18,000, 18-ish, something like that. So there's got to be enough for that there. A lot of suites in that place. But the second deck is just massive. And, you know, I'm used to the Saddle Dome with, like, the dip in the Saddle Dome's roof. The Saddle Dome has a third deck. And, like, I feel like a lot of people, if you had, hadn't been to the rink many times, you wouldn't even know what's up there. You know, my, when I, my parents were taking me to games, I was lucky we didn't sit up there very often. And then now that I'm buying my own tickets, you know, and going with some buddies every now and then, I'm buying those shit tickets in the in the third deck, and it's wild up in the Saddle Dome. It is wild. Like, you're behind the press boxes where the broadcasters are, and you're, like, looking down. Like, it's, like, it's almost like the overhang of the broadcast booth is, like, just above your sight line of the rink doesn't block anything out but it's right there it is barking rogers arena doesn't have that like the the ceiling is like higher than the last rows in the building so like there's not really i can't imagine there's a bad seat anywhere in that house because the broadcasters are higher than anyone and i always wonder from those booths and some of these new arenas that are massive like you know some of these broadcasters broadcast well into their older years like is it hard to Follow the game from that far away. It's almost like would it be hilarious if they just had like the play-by-play guys like on the first row of the second deck, just yapping. They should just have them on a loudspeaker in the arena. As the game goes on, like remember Peter Marr for the Flames? He'd just be screaming, "Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby!" He was the man. He was the man. But Edmonton is uh. I was shocked at Roger's place. I would have I expected it to be louder. I was expecting more energy from the crowd. And I understand, you know, it's middle of February, you know, season, kind of the dog days of the season, just after the all-star game, you know, 30 some odd games left. But like they're just coming off a big win streak. Their team's doing really well. They got the best player on the planet, McDavid on their team, snapping the biscuit around with Dry McDavid put up six assists last night. One of them being what will be one of the highlight goals of the year. And it just, I was expecting it to be louder. You know, obviously it gets loud when they score. But, you know, during the play in mean it was a pretty kind of a blowout. So I might be like, might be a bad example of a game to judge that off. My first experience at Rogers Place. But this place was, it wasn't, it wasn't blowing me away energy-wise. But they had, um they had a lot of, like, it was really easy to get a beer Concourses weren't that busy. Bathrooms, though, bit of an issue. Bit of an issue with the bathrooms. And I'd heard that from someone. And that was what the problem was with Rexall Place, their rink before. I had only been to one NHL game there when I was really little. But I remember my dad gave me like five bucks to go get a hot dog. I think I missed half the game. Maybe I was just an idiot kid and like walked around the whole entire concourse instead of just going there and back. But I remember I missed like half the game I was at because I wanted to get a hot dog. It's tough. It's tough. I feel. I feel like I have a parched throat. I was debating not doing this because my voice. I feel like sounds bad. Might be coming down with a bit of the sniffles. But um, I I needed to power through. It's my journalistic duty, and that's what I need to uphold. So, you know, understanding that, I just have to dive in here and, and dig deep. Hopefully, I don't sound too hoarse for you. But uh, Edmonton's a good city. Edmonton's not bad. I don't know enough that's going on up here. Like they definitely, you know, there's some crazy people flying around downtown. I feel like people, I don't know. I feel like I, I haven't seen it too bad when I like I always stay downtown. I walk around, there's restaurants close by. I don't want to just drive around. So I'll just walk some places and like, you know, it's no, no worse than any other city. That's of any size that, does, you know, there's that kind of stuff going on in every big city. You just got to watch yourself don't walk alone you know like calgary's kind of calgary's making me laugh like back to their new arena their new arena is again who knows when it's actually going to be developed the new plans though are pretty sick like they're building an arena but there's a lot more going into the developments around the arena too like there's going to be um some i think shopping area like uh you know, some area for nice restaurants to be built, some nice development. I'm not 100% sure what it entails, but there was an original plan put forth that got shut down, and I'm not sure if it was in the exact same location as this is. This one's going to be close to the Saddle Dome. It's going to be kind of on, like, the other side north of it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and um, the original one was supposed to be, like, I think, like, 600-something million dollars, and it got canceled by the city council shut it down, Because if they had the difference in like budget of like, it was, I think it was like nine and a half million dollars. They couldn't come. The the deal is 600 some million dollars. And they were just, they couldn't come to an agreement over a $9 million, like back and forth. So the whole deal gets shut down. And then this new one gets accepted. I forget when the original one was up, was probably like two years ago, two summers ago, sometime around July, June. And then, it seemed like the flames fell apart after that. I swear to God, there was some sort of voodoo going on. That arena deal fell through. All of a sudden, Matthew Kachuks in Florida. Johnny Gaudreau's in Columbus, and the Huberdo laid his egg in his first season back. Like I was so excited for that team, and they were just that. The team has, unfortunately, it's lost a bit of spark ever since those trades happened. And I think there could be some a bit of attribution attribution is that a word towards the right context here but there could be something there in terms of maybe that you know the city council shuts down that first arena deal flames kind of you know not into a tailspin but nothing good and now this new deal comes out i think it's something over north of a billion dollars again i keep not a lot of statistics being thrown out here this is just what i've heard okay and Deals well over a million dollars. Again, more going into this original plan than involved with the original one that was supposed to be $600 That was just entailing an arena being built. This one, again, much more to it than just a rink. So yes, it's north of one billion million. But the province or the city, I think, the province is definitely putting in some money, but I'm almost certain it's the city that's putting $537 million into this new arena deal. That's almost the price of the original deal that I don't think they were paying like much at, compared to that at all. Like they could have covered almost the city just put forth enough money to just build the original arena deal that got shut down. Like they have city councilors like if you're on Twitter and you follow like you got to follow the mayor. She's like chirping her like council city council members. There's this there's this city council member he his name is Dan McLean or something I think his name is and he he got like caught saying something like racist on recording like how that even happens I'm not even sure but then you know he had to do some like online behavioral training to you know make up for it as like a punishment I think and apparently like reports came out that he he didn't even do that (laughs) and then apparently he I don't know if it was during COVID or sometime there like he was taking a meeting, but he was literally just apparently at a golf course. He was at a, sh- like a golf tournament, apparently. And he was just like at a city council meeting, probably half in the bag, swinging the sticks with the boys. Again, I'm pretty sure that's the story. You know, that's just, again, what I've heard, what I've heard. And like, uh, I don't know the, the mayor, she's funny she has the worst approval rate apparently of any Calgary mayor and I I read an article about it I believe it was Global Global News and she was just saying you know that uh that rating just you know it just shows how it's it's a voice of how displeased the the citizens are it's a, it's it's just that's how they're explaining they are you know they're discontent with the current situation of the city they're in i'm like no that's a that's an approval rating for you the mayor that's what this is. And they're building a new C-train in Calgary. $5.5 billion. And it's not even going to connect to the airport. Fascinating. I didn't even know they were building a new C-train. I feel like the C-trains are pretty sick. It doesn't make sense. So like, if they could just connect it to the airport, it would make a lot of sense. No? But I don't... I Again, I'm not an urban planner. I believe that that is what the mayor, Jody Gondek, that's her background... She has a degree in urban planning and societal design or something like that. I wish them luck. I don't think they're... I don't know what's going on. That's a lot of money, too, for... Like, I, there was a huge argument if um, the owners of the Flames, who, have, you know, I'm sure have a lot of money, you know, they why aren't they just building this rink? You know, they're going to make a lot of revenue off it. But at the same time, you know, this is going to be a center that Calgary doesn't get good concerts. All the good concerts go to Edmonton. They need a venue that can get the big shows. So like, you know, I hear that argument and I get that. You know, the Flames are only, you know, they can essentially they could almost just be like a tenant of that place. Like, you know, you can get way better concerts. You can have great events in there. The Stampedes in there every year. Like, you know, you're going to have ways to, Make a good bang for your buck, and I think it's a great move by the city, because Calgary is great downtown. I think that this will bring it together a little more. You know, you it, the saddledome's is really just right at the footstep of. Uh, it's not far from downtown. It's not in downtown, I would say, but it's not far. You know, it's right. Seventeenth Avenue is right there. It's a great street with tons of bars. But the weird part about Seventeenth Avenue is like a couple blocks like before the arena, it's like it all dies down. There's no real, there's no action really. Like you gotta walk like three or four blocks up Seventeenth Avenue before you find, before you find anything. Anything worth a hell. Do you know what I mean? A lot of things happening in the sports world this week. I thought it was hilarious the Ottawa Senators Toronto Maple Leafs game. It's on the weekend there. I think it was Saturday night. But it hockey night in Canada, but the Leafs lose. For some reason, the Leafs just cannot beat teams that are bad in the standings. They have and, and Ottawa is like I think I think they're one and three against Ottawa this year. Like the Leafs gotta figure it out. I don't want to go on a Leafs tangent, but I want to go on to the situation about this Saturday night game. So I think it was four uh, three and Ridley Gregg, who I won't lie, I don't really know anything about before this incident comes in on an empty net breakaway and takes like a ridiculous slap shot right from the hash marks. And like, honestly, I'm a huge Leafs fan, but like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious to me. I laughed when I first saw it. Like I heard about it. I had I, my friend messaged me in a group chat and said something about like, that was hilarious. And they were referring to the Leafs game. and I instantly went to Twitter and it searched Leafs sends. And it was like the first thing I see. And, like the slap shot and then Riley comes over and just cross-checks him right in the head like that's good that's entertainment I know it was late in the game but could you imagine if the popcorn stands were still open there'd be popcorn flying off the shelves that's how you sell popcorn that's how you get the battle of Ontario back at it and I get it it's dirty yeah it's greasy cross-check the guy in the head the guy's fine thankfully but like it was an insane thing to do And anyone like who doesn't, like I've seen so many people like, oh, you're going to tell a guy how he can score into an open. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, that's just like, that's just like disrespect. That is hilarious though. And for the fact that this kid is a rookie, not even 60 games in his career. I respect the shit of this guy. He's the only guy in the Sens I have respect for right now. Actually, I like Brady Kachuk. I just don't, I'm not a Sens fan, but I like this kid. That's hilarious. And I love Riley's response. Everyone's always going off about the Leafs being soft. Like, that's hilarious. That is actually... Like, I was cackling the first time I saw this. Riley gets five games, which I feel like is a little absurd. Yeah, give him a suspension, sure. Fine him, whatever. Give him the pee-pee whack. And we move on. But that, I hope, like, yeah. I hope that's, like, you know, there's a little more action the next time they play each other. I always laugh. The Leafs sign Ryan Reeves. And he's... I've never seen a clip of him doing anything. He's just yapping in a Leafs jersey. Like, has he, I remember him fighting the first game of the year. He fought Arver Jacai. I don't know if he's fought since. I have no idea. It's actually fascinating. And then, like, earlier in the year, um, I believe it was Marshawn, like, he did something. I forget. It was, like, kind of like, I can't remember if it was a greasy head or what happened, and Timothy Lilgren blew up his knee or something, hurt himself, and it was greasy. can't remember exactly what happened, but it was in the end boards there. And there was virtually no response from the Leafs. And, it, you know, it was a big topic, as everything is that happens with the Leafs. If you weren't a Leafs fan, holy fuck. Be sick of hearing about them, especially in Canada. It's all they talk about. But, you know, he's now, then he's commenting on that, being like, Marshawn wouldn't do that, you know, if I'm on the ice. Like, you know, he, he doesn't do that when I'm out there. I'm like, yeah, well, you're not going to be out there when he's on the ice. I can't remember if it was in Boston either. Like, I don't remember, you know, the line changes and stuff. Or maybe they are. Maybe he is. You know? Depends where barn they're playing in. I like Reeves. I just want him to get out there and start mashing. But I feel like, he, you know, it was a, when I heard he signed there, I was like, I feel like he's one of those guys now it's like he's tougher than he played in a different era, which he loves mentioning. And I get that. But, like, no one's going to fight him. I just want to get him. I just want to get him out there and see him mash. You know, that too much to ask. I just want to see him get out there and mash. But it would have been cooler if Morgan Riley just shedded his shit, started pummeling him. Like I, I'm pretty sure Riley's been in a couple fights when he, uh, you know, is in the NHL. Cripes, he's been in the NHL a long time now. He's the same age as me. I remember playing against him when I was in Bantam. He played for the Notre Dame Hounds. And he was sick. He toe-dragged my buddy Kevin so bad, I still make fun of him to this day about it. It was the biggest toe-drag I've ever seen. The kid was 14 years old. I didn't know what toe-drag was in 2008. This guy's pulling a toe-drag. Oh, my God, he almost took my kid's my buddy's knee right off. He almost took him, he almost took him out. But he should have just went in there, guns blazing, just, just fisticuffs. That was entertaining, though. And I don't understand. It was it was it was completely blown out of proportion. Guys on TSN were talking about for like full like the last two days straight. It's fascinating. But you know what else is there to talk about? There's a lot to talk about. Super Bowl just happened. I love the Super Bowl. It would suck today. You know, six p.m. Mountain Time this year. Like you know, if you're out east there, we almost got to take Monday off. It's going to be a late night. A bunch of nacho cheese in your stomach. You can't, you know, you got you to do a lap around the block. You got to settle down. You're not going to go right to bed. No chance. It's a good game, though. I was hoping for the 49ers, you know. I, I mean, it is cool to watch a dynasty kind of technically be definitely, definitely dynasty formed. You know, this guy's played like six years or something. He's got three Super Bowls. Pretty crazy, pretty sick. I just hope the Stanley Cup comes back to Canada. I'm at the point I don't even care. I obviously hope the Leafs win. But, you know, if Canucks win, I'm not even against that. I would have never said that. The Canucks are kind of loading up, though. They're kind of nasty. They got Phil Kessel in the AHL right now. He's wearing a Vegas Golden Knights bucket. He's got Arizona Coyotes gloves. Maybe his pants from Bantam. And he's just cutting around there. I don't think he's... Like, the thing I feel like... What fascinates me about Phil Kessel is he actually might be a guy that like he literally might have just got off the couch. He might have just got right off the couch. He's going to do a three-game conditioning stint in the AHL, probably put up three goals in three games, no assists, four strides in three games, and then he's going to come up to the, the Canucks, and they might go all the way. Even if you don't play him much, just put him on the power play. Let him rip off the half wall. It's disgusting. Right now, I think this is the best chance we have for a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. And people in the States listening to this, you know, I don't think that you guys would ever think about that. But, you know, it doesn't even matter anymore. It's been since 1993. No in in Canada. No Stanley Cup up in Canada. That's crazy. We got the NBA. We won the NBA since we won, like, that's crazy. Flames aren't going to do it. Flames are going to do the same thing they always do. The Flames are going to play pretty well. They're almost going to make the playoffs. Maybe they'll somehow sneak in right now. They're playing pretty well. And then, you know, they won't do anything. I imagine. It'd be sweet to watch them go on a run. But I don't think they will right now. And they're always talking about just trading everyone. Like, just do it. Do it properly. Actually have a proper rebuild. I don't know if they have the prospects. You know, their AHL team is actually pretty good. But I don't know if, you know, a good AHL team, but do they have prospects that are actually going to transition to the NHL level and be able to play good hockey too? Is that team going to develop up? They seem to be doing a better job. You know, Huska, I think, came up from there, the coach now. But it's frustrating, you know. They've they just been so average for so long. You know, they had a good team a couple of years ago. And then, you know, again, they lose to the Oilers in that series, the Battle of Alberta. Just so sick that happened. And I feel like I just, I wish I could go like watch that happen again feel like I didn't appreciate it enough. I certainly was excited for it, but I don't know. Like, it's like I don't even remember enough about it. I remember how good McDavid played. But since that happened, like things have kind of fallen apart in Flamesland. Let's get a rebuild going. The Jets are good this year. The Leafs are good this year. Canucks, the Oilers, like a couple mean-looking squads. T- imagine a Canada versus Canada final. That would be Gary Bettman's worst nightmare. Imagine the ratings. I don't think anyone in the States would watch. I would really want a Canada-Canada-Stanley Cup final because I don't even know if it would be, like, would it even be televised in certain parts of the States? Nobody would know about it. The NHL, it seems to me, like, was on par with the NBA maybe early 2000s, late 90s. I could be totally off, but I feel like I've read that and had that vibe, and I just think the NBA did such a good job with, like, allowing they did something like with allowing all their clips to go to instagram and do all their highlights that way like they and i mean it's just a more universally accepted game they play it more places for sure also you just need a ball bounce on your street like you know you can play that anywhere you don't need to go rent ice have a bunch of gear and all this shit so you know i understand how it's gotten so popular so easy to showcase the guys too you know like they they don't have helmets cameras get right there Everyone knows what they look like. It's very easy to market these guys and you know they, they do best on best. They ha- like you know, they do go to the Olympics. NHL teams not going to the Olympics, it's absolutely asinine to me. I feel like I could be totally off on this, but you know I think it was 2014. Canada won gold that year, but I believe that was the year that John Tavera like blew his knee in the Olympics early in the tournament. And I, when that happened, I was like, oh, no. Like, every manager in the NHL now is going to be like, we don't want to send our players. We can't have our captains. you know, Our star players be getting hurt with no benefit to us for letting them go. But I'm like, you know, these guys all want to play, represent their country, and pay best on best. Yeah, the Olympics has really been cool. Last year, the teams they were putting together from all these guys over in Europe and stuff. But that's not best on best. It's great hockey. I like watching it. But – Ice hockey is the most watched Winter Olympic sport and they're not promoting it by not letting the best players in the world compete. And the NHL just announced some Four Nations Cup. It's going to be Sweden, Finland, Canada and the States. Like That's like cool. It'll be sweet. That will be best on best in terms of those countries but it's not the best. You know, Russia's over there. They're in this war. I get that. Everyone's mad at them. But you know, like, what does it have to do with the hockey players? You know, I know Canadians that are over in uh, Russia right now playing. That's allowed. I don't know. Just funny to me. I'm trying to get some of those. I have a buddy that I really want to get on. He's playing in the KHL. It's his second year over there. Same age as me. He was a good friend growing up, and I really want to get on the pod and just hear about. You know, I'm so. That's how when I first started listening to Spit and Chicklets, like when it first came out. Seemed like they had a lot of guys on that were just telling stories about playing overseas, and I loved it. Extremely intrigued by the Russian stories, and I need to hear a couple more of them. So I'd love to have this guy on, but like, I just don't get it. Like, you know, let them play. You know, let them play. Let all the countries play. You know, like do it Olympic style, like World Junior style. There's like, I think there's, there's at least ten teams I think in the World Juniors. There's got to be like ten teams. That's not even that many in terms of the world. I'm not asking for like the same audience as the World Cup of Soccer here, but you know, some best on best. That would promote the game. These people come, you know, imagine like Mick David in my eyes is one of the best athletes on the planet. Most dominant at the sport he's playing currently. He's in the prime of his game. I don't know enough about soccer and, and some other sports. Heck, cricket, who knows? Like rugby. But I don't know if there's another player as dominant. As Connor McDavid, but it's also you know yeah he's very dominant. You can say that, but why doesn't that transition into winning? I don't get it. It's fascinating to me. Um, I want you know I want McDavid to win. I'm not an Oilers fan by any stretch of the word, but I would I wouldn't mind seeing that guy win a cup. Wouldn't mind seeing it, folks. It's been a crazy week. We had that interview. Tucker and Putin, I listened to about half of it, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I get it. Everyone says the state's bad. State's bad. Russia bad, too. Everyone bad. Tucker Carlson's funny. He reminds me of like a, reminds me like a frat boy that never grew up. Has a microphone now. Like, I don't know if he's 54 or if he's 14. When he's giggling, sometimes you can't tell. But it was an interesting interview. It's interesting hearing like, I don't know. It's pretty wild. He's over there interviewing Putin. Seems like this guy's like some Bond villain, no one can get a hold of. But like, I was thinking too, like, what if just like everything that was translated was just complete bullshit? What if he was literally just saying like, fuck you, pussy?" <laughs> I don't know. He's saying some crazy shit in Russian, and, and Tucker Carlson's like getting this shit in his ear, like, okay, and and what do you think about uh, what do you think about uh the deep state? I don't know. What if it's all a lie? Who knows, man? Who knows? That's why we watch funny shit like guys taking slap shots and open nets and people cross-checking each other in the head. But we do. But we do. Just before I go here, I got to quickly talk about West Edmonton Mall. What the fuck is going on with West Edmonton Mall? West Edmonton Mall is over 30 years old. When it first came here, like... I don't know what the population of Edmonton but What the fuck were they doing putting that there? This thing is massive. I'm talking massive. Food court. Massive. Unbelievable food court. They have an arcade. There's a go-kart track in this mall. Gun range. Mini putt. Amusement park with roller coaster. Water park. Best water park I've ever been to. Haven't been to many. Elite. Three levels of stores. At one point, there's a pirate ship. Sea lions. I think the sea lions, Like I was like, okay, guys. like, You know, 1980. Cool. We got sea lions in the fucking mall. 2024, I'm like, guys. let's. We don't need sea lions at the mall. I don't think. They are cool. They can do cool tricks. I'm just like, do we need it? I don't know. I'm not a marine biologist. And I don't pretend to be. But it's cool, mall. I'm gonna get my noodle in the in the in the water slide. The other day I was at a hotel and I went down the water, like I was I went to a hot tub, never do. Stay in hotels all the time. I never go to the pool. And I go to the pool, and this one I was in had a sick water slide. And I started just ripping down the water slide. And it, like it was close to closing time. And like I keep like going to the slide, I'm like sprinting to get up the stairs. And after like my third or fourth go, I'm sprinting. And the 14 year old lifeguard had to like chain off the stairs so that my 29 year old self couldn't keep doing the water slide. But I got a taste for it. I dragged my girlfriend to my favorite leisure center in Calgary, had the best water slides, in my opinion, Village Square Leisure Center. And it was shit. It was terrible. It was not as cool as I remembered. But seeing West Edmonton Mall, there might be something to do there. Folks, give it a check okay? If you can, folks, this is episode 70-something. You know, we'll be back for more. I'm going to try and do an interview next week. I'm going to interview this cool guy. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully that happens, and we'll talk to you very soon. Folks, love you all. Bye now.